Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interest, what they do, and things they've done. In this 16th edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2022-2023 school year, we visit with educational studies professors and department co-chairs, Tammy LaProd and Craig Vivian. They will tell us all about a $750,000 federal grant the college recently received to support the Monmouth Rural Education Initiatives. They will tell us how it will help Monmouth students as well as schools throughout the region. Earlier this year, Monmouth College's Educational Studies program received a major boost in its efforts to prepare more teachers for rural communities in the region. That came in the form of a $750,000 federal grant, which Representative Sherry Bustos of Illinois secured through the Federal Community Project Funding Program. The grant will support the Monmouth Rural Education Initiatives Program, and that's a program that aims to address teacher shortages in rural communities, increase representation of teachers of color, and encourage more student community engagement. You can read more about the grant in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu news. Professors Tammy LaPrade and Craig Vivian are co-chairs of Monmouth's Educational Studies Program that it not only educates the next generation of teachers, but it works quite closely with many of the schools in this region. Craig says the federal grant will have a dramatic impact on Mama's efforts to prepare teachers. Well, getting this uh, funding from the federal government is going to help us do three things that are the central pieces of, uh, of the READY program in our department. And uh, the first one is that we're going to be able to do outreach uh, to the public schools. They're one of our partners. And uh, that we're going to, number two, we're going to build an infrastructure out the farm and garden so that those partners can have a place to go and to work for extended periods of time on uh, on the curriculum that we're going to call our nature curriculum that we're going to use a lot more. And number three is the idea that uh, the... Uh, the, the community is our important resource, one of our most valuable assets. And we'll start bringing those community members into the school. So we'll do that kind of connection between students, what they're learning, but also how they can take what they're learning and they can see it in action in this community. So it's going to be really a lot of uh, activity uh, that's geared towards uh, enhancing the community in some ways or, and just being a part of the community. Not just you go to school and stay in school. You go to school to learn to do things for your community. And we call that one of our, our new kind of terms that we're using is that's your life project that comes out of your academic project. And that live project is when you take uh, what you've been learning and you do something with it for yourself and for your community. I want to talk a little bit more about the life project that our students prepare for. But Tammy, first of all, talk a little bit about how this grant is going to benefit Monmouth College education students by strengthening this program and making it even more unique for students who want to become teachers. 
Well, we've spoken quite a bit over the last couple of years uh, about the impetus for uh, these types of initiatives and programs, and one of them is the the shortage of teachers that we're seeing. Um, that is is very real in rural areas and small towns and communities. And so, one of the ways that this this funding is going to help our program here at Monmouth College is to really put into place the the sustainable structure for our rural teacher corps and. And what I mean by that is we're going to be able to put some money into the hands of our uh, rural teacher corps, our tartans, uh, for the work that they're doing while they're here. That's in addition to the coursework that they do to become licensed teachers in Illinois. Um, That's one thing. And so with that structure um, and those funds, we can then... Uh, build more substantive partnerships with the public schools. We have some great partnerships with them, and we have always um, relied and had great relationships with our schools and school districts in the area. But this is going to help also to um, to work more with teachers who are very interested in place-based learning. We have lots of teachers that contact us and are interested in having their students come to our garden and farm and participate in, in uh, those kinds of initiatives alongside community members and community organizations that take advantage of that kind of work, as well as thinking about their teaching career and the profession of teaching as um, their their life project. Um, anybody who's met teachers who have been teaching for a long time know that that is a major part of their life. Um, but also, we want our our. Uh, teacher ed students, our educational studies um, folks here to think about what is going to sustain them in that profession and um, to get started in that while they're here in school. That means that we're going to be able to provide different kinds of, of um, experiences for, for our Tartans, our Rural Teacher Corps, while they start projects that they're interested in. They've done that visioning, that kind of transform, transformative teacher visioning while they're here. This will allow us to take that a step further to get them started in that process alongside teachers who are interested in this kind of work while they're doing their practicums or student teaching. So that's a major way that we see um, sort of that triangle of those three initiatives, the the schools and the community and Monmouth College all kind of working together. And so that's why we really feel that this, this funding as a community funding opportunity really does fit um, as it supports not just us here at Monmouth College, but it really helps to um, support and um, strengthen the community at large around Monmouth College. You used the term place-based learning, and that's a cornerstone of Monmouth's education program. Talk a little bit about what place-based learning is when you use that term. What do you mean by that? Well, simply, it's just where you are, the place where you are. It can be the location, but it's also very contextual. So um, being a a a uh, institution of higher education in a rural setting means that that's the context in which we live. And so using that as the basis for learning, um, both our students here in educational studies, as, as well as the students across the campus, um, are, are learning in the context of a rural community and a rural setting, as are all of the students that go to school in, in the surrounding communities. And so using that, what are all the assets that exist? 
exist here as a way to frame their learning um, so that they look not only at their schools, at their potential, as their community, as a place of assets. What is it that's good here? What is it that I see um, as a way for me to continue to grow and learn here? How can I contribute back to this community? Whether I'm five years old, I'm 15 years old, I'm 45 years old, wherever you are in your life, what is it that your life project and where does that take you and how can you contribute back and learn along the way? And so I think that that really uh, uh, is well suited to the work that we want to do in working in rural communities, um, basing that in the context of our place here. Another thing that uh, Tammy has alluded to a a few times already is that um, when we talk about place-based, we're also talking about looking at the assets in terms of the cultures, the cultural assets, the ecological assets, uh, the economic assets. And if we can start to get students early on and teachers to start to be able to see all of those things as integral to what they're doing, they're not just coming in teaching English and math, but they're teaching math to a certain demographic, right? They're teaching math in a certain uh, place. Uh, how do we take advantage of all of those assets? And for us, we we can talk about assets in general, but I think one of the things, and Tammy's been very instrumental in this is looking at specific assets, especially those cultural, economic, and ecological. And that's part of our framework, too. I imagine that Monmouth's educational garden and farm play a big role in that. Yes. Both in just uh, one of our goals is to start to get um, students, young younger people, interested in where they're at. And one of the things that that defines Monmouth and these rural areas around here is agriculture. And uh, that's why, you know, some people might think that, well, you know, you've got a farm and a garden, but they're not farming out there. No, no, they're not farming out there. What we're doing is we're getting them to start to have a different relationship to their ecology, uh, a different relationship, to starting to see how many people in this area are involved in agriculture. What does that, what promises does that hold for me, you know, as a student? Um, how, how could I, you know, take advantage of where I'm at instead of thinking, well, I don't know anything about these, these resources or these occupations. So I'm going to probably try to go somewhere else and, you know, leave. And we just, there is the reality of flight out of many rural areas to urban areas. And one of the things we're trying to do with this is to start to build that investment um, both uh, uh, b- b- mental or cognitive investment as well as activity investment in your culture. And I think Tammy's probably got something else to say. Yeah, I just wanted to give, sometimes it's hard to envision this if you don't have a concrete example. So let me just provide a concrete example. Um, I teach a, a science methods course for elementary educators. And during the course of that class, we walked over to the Monmouth College Educational Garden Farm and Craig was there. He's a beekeeper. And we met with Eric Engstrom, who is the the garden and farm director, um, who takes care of the the um, crops and the, the, the chicken and everything going on out there. And so we did a lot of investigating and thinking about um, what goes on there and and uh, develop some, some plans uh, to take students there because that's what we had been doing um, as well. 
And then I had a, the, the same group of students in a practicum for English language arts over at Harding Elementary in Monmouth Roseville. And during a short break, while the kiddos were at PE or something, one of the, the students in my science methods class was looking out the window, which overlooks the Jameson Garden, and, and was sort of thinking to herself, but said it out loud while I was standing there, I wonder if the students ever go over to that garden, because we had just been going over to the garden and the farm and doing some, some things over there. And I said, that's a really good question. Do you think that would be a good idea? And so stemming from her having that experience uh, through a class here at Mama College, she's thinking about the ass. She's looking around and looking at the assets. And so then we went to the principal and the teachers that we were working with. And we've made that happen for two different years, uh, taking students who are in their ELA practicum, developing um, lessons um, at the Jameson uh, Garden with respect to English language arts and science and social studies. And and um, one of the big things that I've heard my students say to their second and third graders is, what kind of community do you think you live in that has a Jameson Center and all that goes on there? And they have a food pantry that um, gets uh, fresh grown vegetables from a garden. And to me, that brings together all of those types of things about um, what a caring community looks like, what are the assets in that community. And, And for one of my students, to be looking out the window and seeing that and then bringing that back and then seeing that develop. Um, you know, I can't take, I can't take credit for that. That was, that was that student who, who had put that together. That's the kind of teacher that I feel will go out and look around and see the assets in the community, whether it's in Monmouth Roseville or uh, another rural or small town community in the area and um, develop some learning of place and contextual learning based on that. So that just might, give people listening a concrete example of, of, of from kind of beginning to, and then this is something that um, we've worked with, you know, Katie Morrison and, and her staff over at Harding to continue for the last two years. So I guess maybe one way to think about place-based learning is it's a great response to school children who say, I can't relate to any of this, or none of this applies to me, uh, because this does apply to them and they should be able to relate to it. Absolutely. And again, you know, other examples, you know, for for older kids up at at Central, they were problem solving about, um, you know, water was pooling outside their school and they, uh, you know, they felt like they had to hop over it. And so they investigated with their teachers, you know, why that was happening and talked to community members and community members came in and then culminated with them coming up with some models of how they could change that and presenting them at school board meetings and, and community meetings and and um, that really got people interested in in what the kids were doing. And if I can if I can jump in uh, that same at that same time, that led some of the teachers after looking at the kind of uh, the, the the issue or the problem that the kids were trying to solve around the school after it rained and the flood you know flooding and, and, and stuff. Um, it, they started to then look at the water quality around here. So they started mapping, like they started getting online and seeing that all of the lakes and rivers and creeks around here have already been analyzed and mapped except for one the lake here by us and uh that wasn't available online. So they went out, got a test kit, went out, tested it, sent the information into that organization, and then it was mapped. So again, we've got this, you're looking at what, where you're at, you're looking at uh, what's happening, 
maybe in this case, what hasn't happened yet. And these are sixth graders and they're going out and they're, uh, they're, they're, they're doing this work again to learn, but also for the good of the community. So people can look and see what that water quality is in that area. You're listening to Mom of College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking with Professors Tammy LaProd and Craig Vivian, they are co-chairs of the Monmouth Educational Studies Program, and they're explaining how a recent $750,000 federal grant will support the Monmouth Rural Education Initiatives Program. But before we get back to my conversation with Craig and Tammy, a reminder to mark your calendar for February 24th. February 25th, and February 26th. Those are the dates of the next production by the Monmouth Department of Theater, and the next production is going to be a very good one. It will be the George Bernard Shaw caustic comedy Candida. For more information about the production, including showtimes, point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash theater. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Educational Studies co-chairs, Tammy LaProd and Craig Vivian. Craig says that a big reason Monmouth is able to administer the federal grant from the Community Project Funding Program is because Monmouth has become an educational hub in the Midwest. But the other part of this, which we could not do, we we have mapped it out. abstractly, but we could not do this without the funding would be for us to start. We're a hub uh, for uh, this kind of place-based learning, also for rural teacher course. And what we're trying to do with this funding is to then export that, to, to, to create modeling for that so we can have the resources to actually make these things work um, and then start to have people who can look to us as the model for if they want to do something in their in their in their community that has to do with place-based uh, education, um, has to do with uh, you know mapping out your resources, your assets, and so this will really allow us to to to, to put in the funds into growing that part of our program, which is I'll call it the macro rather than the micro. And this is a movement, I guess, nationally. You could say it started to catch on. Yes, um, it, it's been around for 75 years, place-based education. We, our model comes from the Teton Science Center schools. And uh, in fact, Tammy is on the board of directors for uh, the, uh, the uh, Rural Schools Collaborative and is very much uh, connected. That, that organization is very much connected to the Teton Science schools. So she could probably speak a little bit to that. Yeah, as um, in maybe a previous podcast or as we started this this journey, um, the Rural Schools Collaborative was a big part of of us getting into um, kind of visioning again for ourselves these initiatives. And that organization has grown substantially just over the last couple of years. And 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 amazingly enough, during COVID, um, we kind of have thrived in what we're doing. And so has the Rural School Collaborative. They have what they call hubs all over the country, even internationally. And um, what this organization does is it supports, um, basically, broadly, wants to elevate the voice of teachers. They do a lot to um, look at rural communities, um, the assets, the philanthropy there. They look at and try to elevate the voice of teachers teaching in rural communities. Um, overall, that schools are the lifeblood of these rural communities. And if we don't start supporting and strengthening um, these schools and supporting the teachers and administrators in these schools, um, you know, many, uh, 
uh, I'm sure those listening have heard that when a school district leaves or there's consolidation, that community starts a, a slow die out, um, not completely, but, you know, a lot of, of who that community is leaves uh, with the school. And so um, it's been my my joy to, to be a part of that um, organization as it has grown substantially, um, as well as feeling like, you know, Monmouth College has, you know, uh, alongside helped them in, in, in their growth and endeavor to do this. Um, talking with my colleagues there, um, you know, they are always impressed that w- with what we have done. Monmouth College is a, is a small institution. It's in a rural community. And so um, the, the, the getting of this appropriations funding, it really kind of sends a message. We believe that, you know, other small organizations, small institutions like us, um, you know, our voice can be heard and what we're doing is good work and um, good for rural communities. And so, um, you know, I want to, to do a shout out to the Rural Schools Collaborative, Teton Science Schools for bringing um, some formality to the place um, triangle that we use, the the place-based education, along with the districts. You know, we, Monmouth Roseville has been a great partner, um, as well as our surrounding districts, United, uh, West Central, and, you know, and always have in teacher education. We could not do what we do if we didn't have the support of the schools, for sure. Um, But we have many teachers and administrators that are real excited about this work, and, um, we foresee that um, that will only be strengthened by, um, you know, our involvement in our rural teacher corps, um, the strengthening of our outdoor classroom at the garden and the farm during COVID. That was one of the places we could go. That's one of the places we could take children, that we could do field trips and, and um, outdoor classes uh, there. So being able to uh, to invest in that, as well as um, the amazing community partnerships that we have had with with folks like the Buchanan Center for the Arts and Compere and and um, Recharge, the, the New Teen Center downtown and the Warren County Library. Just I could go on and on with um, the folks that have helped support us through this. And you're right, because because they've been giving to us mm-hmm. for so long. And now with this funding, it's our chance to try to give back, you know, uh, repay a little bit of what we've been getting over the years, especially, you're right, during that COVID, um, a lot of organizations and groups here and partners really came to our rescue to help us out. And I'd just like to add another thing, too, is, you know, it's it's really fun to be able to come and do this podcast. Craig and I are getting a chance to talk about this funding because it's 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 major and fun. Um, we uh, in the Educational Studies Department have have had a very um, cohesive group for, for many years that has really helped. If we all um, support this work, we all have our own interests and, and ways of, of approaching different things. But, um, you know, my my co-director in the Tartans uh program, Michelle Holshue-Simmons, um, a lot of work going into the Rural School Collaborative, or I'm sorry, the um, the Rural Teacher Corps, um, Tom Sargent as our teacher ed director, um, make sure we have the numbers and, and, and getting the folks through um, with their licensure uh, alongside all of this, Brad Rao with all the community he works with at the Jamison Center and, and the farm, um, Sherry Bear who's just retired, um, huge supporter of, of our work. Uh, Jenny, D- Jenny Dickens, who worked tirelessly on um, this grant, the, 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 the details behind getting this grant across. 
us and, and just the support of the, the Monmouth College community has really helped us to continue to do this work um, before getting all this money. <laughs> That's Tammy LaProd and Craig Vivian. They are co-chairs of the Monmouth Educational Studies Department. To read more about the federal grant the college received to support the Monmouth Rural Education Initiatives Program, check out the news story in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. And just point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash news. You can find that story and a whole lot more. And that's a wrap on the 16th edition of Monmouth College Conversations. You can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonner for the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.